On this episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing Dracula 3000 from 2004, starring Casper Van Dien, Coolio, and with special appearance by Udo Kier. Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, a bi-weekly movie podcast that features hosts Brandon and Cullen discussing a film from cinema's past, considered but not limited to being a cult classic. As a disclaimer, each episode will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. Episodes available on cultcinemacavalcade.com and iTunes. Like the show on Facebook and follow on Twitter at CC Cavalcade. For questions, suggestions, and all inquiries, contact us via mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. What have we got here? Whoa. What happened to him? Human jerky. I wonder is it spicy? Don't touch it! Why? It's one of your ex-boyfriends, huh? <laughs> yeah, we know how much you like it, Stiff. <laughs> you guys are so funny, I just don't know what to do with myself. This is Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This is episode 44. This is Brandon, and as always with me is your co-hoster who can get a woman on the floor faster than you can count to four, Cullen. Yes. I'm sorry, I, I have no witty comeback for that. I'm gonna, just, gonna I'm get just... up and get down. Gonna, gonna get up and get down. <laughs> You're taking me on a fantastic voyage, oh, Brandon. Yeah. Come along and ride. Speaking of fantastic voyages, today we are here to discuss Dracula 3000 from 2004. Cullen, sink your space teeth into the plot, please. Count Dracula terrorizes the crew of a spaceship. That's it. Dracula 3000 is written and directed by Daryl Root. Shame. Fuck him. And stars Casper Van Dien. Shame. Erica Alaniac. Shame. Coolio. Shame. Tiny Lister. Shame. And features a special appearance by Udo Kier. Shame. Welcome back to Cult Cinema Cavalcade. We're glad you guys enjoyed our King Kong episode. That one got a lot of good feedback. And if you didn't like it, fuck you. So yes, uh, we love we love your feedback. We love your tweets. We love your emails, comments, everything else, uh, and suggestions. Today's episode comes off suggestion from the past. I think someone, it was like I, a year ago. I think we got fan suggestion and also our producer Really wanted us to do this episode as well. It, it's here. Yeah, we got to it, <laughs> and then it got to us. This was a was a TV movie, but I couldn't seem to find where it aired. I don't think it and was. It says like t- uh, like it said like TV on Amazon, but man, the the content of this, I don't. I don't, I don't think, think this is so. T- Unless it was like a Star's original movie on <laughs> Star's, but I think they got it wrong. I think this is. D- this has to be directed DVD. There's, I can't imagine any television like network saying this. Dracula three thousand. I can't. I, I no, no. 
and it uh, it has no relation to the Wes Craven presents Dracula two thousand movies. So it so if anyone says that it is a sequel to that, you have our full authority to whip a tech hammer at them. Because that one sequels to that. There were two direct-to-video sequels to that, which one of them features the final performance by Roy Scheider, which is... Oh. Yep, he had his Street Fighter, didn't he? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's too bad. I'm sure uh, a lot of people that did Dracula 3000, uh, they probably thought it would be their last movie, and it should be for some people, especially behind the scenes. Uh, the people in front of the camera... Man, everybody's got to eat. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I, won't, I can't blame them. Right. Apparently, it looks like this movie was released theatrically in Germany and South Africa. That's where it was filmed, I think. It was at least in Germany. I know. It's uh, fil- yeah, it's filmed in South Africa. but we- Okay, so, it, so it's filmed in both. So uh, maybe because they were filmed there, they were able to get released theatrically there. I don't know. I can't imagine a lot of South Africans saying, "Yes, I want to see Dracula in space." I can't. I can't imagine that many people would want to see Dracula in space. Yeah, I mean, Dracula in space—that sounds all right. It just depends how much money you have and who's making it. If you're gonna make a, a movie about Dracula in space, just call it Space Dracula. I will watch Space Dracula. Right. Uh, Wikipedia swears this is a TV movie. Comes from Lionsgate, but I no one seems to know where it would have aired. The shit network. Yeah, I mean, I can understand this being on like Showtime at two in the morning. Yeah. That makes sense to I, me, but I do otherwise. I I had never seen this before now, and I do remember the DVD cover going to like Blockbuster and stuff, oh, yeah. and being like, "The hell is this one of the uh, Dracula?" But I could immediately deduce. This had nothing to do with the Dracula 2000 series. Yeah, they the... wanted to space themselves apart rather than calling it, you know, Space Dracula or, <laughs> you know, like something like that. They're like 3000. Put a thousand years, they'll know, right? Well, there. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's a movie called uh, Planet of the Vampires. Yes, it's a yeah. uh, Mario Baba movie from the 60s. Right, and you know, that, I understand that one's fine or at least interesting. What they, what they did with Dracula 3000, they took the concept of a planet of vampires. Pretty neat, right? And they said, forget that. We're just going to have one vampire in space. Yeah. Not not even on the planet. Just bothering people on a spaceship. Because that's really what he does. He bothers people on a spaceship. And when we've run out of time and we run out of money, we'll just be done. <laughs> we'll take all the unspent money and spend it on German blow. Colin, you, you'd seen this before? Yes, I'd seen this movie before, and I still wanted to do it on the show. That's amazing. I don't remember... I, I think one of my friends demanded that we watch it. I don't remember for certain. It's exactly as how I remembered it. Unfortunate. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of the ratings. I think on IMDb, it has a 2 got, out of yep. 10 stars. It's got a 2. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it's a fifteen percent. So Ooh, that's generous. So not a great. So some not a great track record. Somebody liked it. <laughs> You're right. That's how Rotten Tomatoes is scored. Somebody said. Someone, ah, so, okay. 
Someone give it the thumbs up. There's some masochist out there. You want to get into this thing? Let's Yeah, let's do this. Let's try it. We open on a special appearance by Udo Kier. He's uh, holding a cross uh, while on like a... There's like a self-destruct sequence or something going on. It's like a, a video of him talking some shit. And then the title, Dracula 3000, Infinite Darkness comes on. And this is after all the cast, their names went by. Because this all-star cast just goes above the title. All eight people that are in this movie. They got Tarzan himself to be in the movie. No one says my favorite Tarzan, Casper Van Dien, plays uh, Abraham Van Helsing, a ship captain of the Mother 3, which there's a years between the video at the beginning and us meeting up with this crew. Uh, And he basically talks through their mission and introduces us to the crew in uh, via a video game character select screens. They're basically, they're out to find a wandering ship that was headed toward Earth called the Demeter, which, if you're into the Dracula lore, that's the ship that Dracula took when he moved from Transylvania. On that ship, Dracula, in the middle of the night, bit and ate everybody, and then it just kind of showed up in town and crashed ashore. And That, that ship uh, was also a Russian ship, and the spaceship in Dracula 3000 is a Russian ship, so... They did one thing yeah, kind of neat. I mean, like, oh, I was like, okay, that's a cool little setup. Neil, Neil Marshall, uh, director of Dog Soldiers, Doomsday, uh, The Descent, Centurion, and many game, episodes of Games of Thrones, he had a failed project he tried to get off the ground, which was actually just a Dracula movie about what goes on on the Demeter. Totally into that. Mm. They could have tried to do that here, but that's about it. Yeah, that's that would have worked. It. Like, yeah, I don't know. If they're doing floating around in space, why didn't they just... You know, if they're going to do the Demeter story, they could have had, like, a spaceship land on Earth or something and save mm-hmm. them money. But instead, they have this floating around. So, like, why not make the movie about the crew of the Demeter hauling something they don't know and then stuff happens? Like, because... Yeah, are you telling me you want to see a scene... Like, like a zero-G vampire fight scene? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm there. I'm in it. I'll fucking yeah. watch that. But uh, let's see what we got. Uh, <laughs> they decide to board the ship to see what went wrong with it, and they have their navigator, Mina, by herself, go on there to check it out. The navigator, who is also kind of called an intern. So let's just... <laughs> okay, what internships are there for people to go into deep space on what is more or less... I mean, they're like a pirate ship, kind of, Yeah, right? I don't think they're legit, because I mean... they talk about salvaging and selling stuff later on. So it's kind of yeah. like... This is kind of a finder's yeah. keeper scenario they have going on. So somehow, they've got an intern in deep space who's also their navigator. And they, and they choose this person to be the first person to go on this derelict ship. They're, they couldn't have done... Like, and someone else? Like, did everyone else die? That Like, is she like the canary in the cave? Is that what's going on here? I, yeah, I don't know. I, she, but her name is Mita, which is a Dracula character name of uh, the, a woman that gets uh, turned when Dracula shows up in town, which they make good on here for a brief moment. We get another special appearance by Udo Kier on video. He talks about being afflicted with something and invoking a quarantine procedure on the ship. And, you know, Udo Kier, I mean, I bet his kitchen looks really nice after this movie. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. This is like nothing work. Like can you sit sit in this chair so, and like sit the, say eight lines that we're gonna spread throughout the movie. You act with no one. You look directly into the camera. The only people that had to be there that day were Udo, the director, the camera operator, the audio person, and uh, the, like the light, uh, the the light guy, maybe a gaffer. Okay, so it's six people <laughs> had to be there to shoot him, and that is and it. My, it makes the movie worse. Oh yeah, it has absolutely it, it, nothing. Yeah, it's it's, it's there, just... and like it 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 just like takes away any sort of mystery. And they could have like the video itself. They could have just like found it later. And then you watch it and go, oh, crap, that's what's going on. Well, yeah, like the, this video will pop up occasionally with Udo Kier. And I just, as, you're, as I'm watching it, I think, who's watching this? No one's watching this. Why is this in our movie? Who is this meant for? Yeah, so uh, Mina begins running from something in there. And Abraham is with the, I, I just have a Miss Science guy. I'm not sure if I caught his name later He's, uh, on. I think professor. they call him the yeah, professor. The professor. So we yeah, call the him professor. professor. He's a, he's a super worried. smart her guy. Her heart rate's ramping up, but then uh, Humvee, played by Tiny Lister, grabs her and tells her, you got to behave. And uh, they take off their masks because they have breathing masks on, and he has, Humvee has some breathing trouble, but then he, he kisses Mina and then uh, throws the old once-you-go-black yeah, line at her. Uh, yeah. It was, that, was, that was great. The, the way he, he just... Uh, sexually assaulted mm-hmm. her. That's totally cool. She's all alone in this ship with an enormous man, and this whole movie just just super sexist. Oh, just wait! Just Holy wait. hell! This is child's play. I know. At first, I was like, "Oh man, what a jerk!" And then, as the movie gets on, he gets worse, and the sexism gets worse. Yeah. Like, like, like everything short of here, put this on and dance for me. Is what happens in this movie Pretty to much. women. And there's only two oh, women yeah. in the movie. So Van Helsing boards and joins them along with the professor who we see is in a wheelchair. And Aurora Ash, played by Erica Alaniac, which was like, her name's like, why don't you decide on what thing you're going to reference and just, just go with the one? Like, we're treated uh, then to another special appearance by Udo Kier, who talks about his distress signals not sending out and the ship losing all functionality. We then meet uh, 187, played by Coolio. Yeah, yeah this is... Um, the first time we see him is in his room, and if the low production value wasn't apparent enough in this movie, Coolio's room really, really seals oh, yeah. how little money they spent And he's spent listening on to it. some, like, there are... really dated rap music in there. Like, I'm talking, like, oh, like God, pre-Coolio yeah. rap music, like, 1980, like, five... Mm. Oh my gosh! Even for 2004, this is yeah. I know. God, and we and we meet this guy who who is uh, smoking a, a hookah. Y- y- you know, you're in deep space. You're on a ship. There's probably limited room. Why the fuck are you bringing a hookah with you on this ship? Although that makes more sense than other shit that's in his room. He has a surfboard in oh, his yeah. room. What the fuck was he planning to do with the surfboards? The walls. Oh my god, the walls of his room are bubble wrap. Huh, yeah. What the what the fuck was that? It's what, science it, fiction it, stuff. They, they they rummaged through the German Home Depot dumpsters and put that right. on the walls. And his he doesn't have a bed. It, it it has to be I'm sure it's his room, 
I don't know what else this room would be used for because there's no bed, but there is a park bench that he's sitting on smoking a hookah. Van Helsing gets mad at him. It's like, get down here. And as the as a big group, they go all together wandering around the sh- this ship. Van Helsing says to Humvee, I put up with your shit because you're big, black, and ugly. Hope one of these days you can learn to take an order and shut the fuck up. As the group splits up, we get another special appearance from Udo Kier, who is pissed about the ship, just not working, aside from life support systems. And he says, we are all alive, but powerless. The crew is beyond ill, beyond human. And then uh, Coolio and company find a dead body holding a cross. Coolio says, What's that? Oh, a metal plus sign. Okay, this dude was into mathematics. That explains everything. You need so much help. It's a crucifix. I thought they'd been those 200 years ago, man. Yeah, but that didn't mean everybody gave it up. He probably felt like he needed God's help. Supposedly, I had a grand uncle who believed in God, but... I can't say I ever met anybody. So the future yeah, does have I, a plus, uh, right? The, so, I think a plus that sign. is <laughs> less realistic. That is, oh. <laughs> that is less realistic than there being vampires right. in this movie. There's no way they'd be able to outlaw religion. I don't care what fuck. Like, religion's been around for thousands of years. There's no way in a thousand years people are going to like, you know what? We should pack unless, it so, in. unless those are We're like Van Helsing here. ship rules or something. Yeah, I don't know. Is that right? <laughs> they get they get on this ship and their all their yep, memories yep. are wiped of all religion. Uh, we get treated to another special appearance by Udo Kier, and the group is all the, uh, together to discuss what they could get for this in a salvage, which Aurora disagrees about doing. And then everyone splits into pairs to investigate the ship as Mother Three ends up separating from the Demeter and it leaves the crew stranded. And 187 and Humvee at this time find a bunch of coffins in a room. Like the whole reason that Coolio wants to search because he's convinced that there's weed on this <laughs> yeah. ship. There's been no evidence other than he's just guesses that there's weed on this ship. He cuts himself opening one of the coffins and it's full of sand. I- so they open others and they're, they're, uh, and they're full of sand. Well, they don't just open others. Like... <laughs> You know, Coolio says to uh, to Humvee, hey, you open one. He goes, I'll show you open a motherfucking coffin. And he just stomps one open. He just puts his boots through a fucking... He doesn't know... What if there was a dead body <laughs> in another coffin? He's putting his foot in a body. But no, he's just like... He has no foresight. No character in this movie has foresight. Mina comes by and tells him the professor needs him. And then Humvee goes, but... 187 says he needs to hang back and stay with the coffins. Van Helsing finds him with the coffins, but then he goes to another room. On the wall, there's like a TV with a video that features another special appearance by Udo Kier. Like, this should be the only right. appearance right. of Udo Kier. Because we actually know someone is watching and gaining information. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's just, fuck it. This doesn't need to be in the movie at all. So then there's this all. loud cry, and it gets uh, Abraham into, like, action mode, and he runs towards it. And he meets up with Aurora on the way. And then Humvee, he leaves the professor by himself to investigate. And they all find 187 in the coffin room with a broken leg and the bones exposed. 
he's passed out. So they put him on a pool table, and the professor looks at him and says they need to reset the leg. Tiny's like, Lister's like, leave it to the big black guy, huh? But then Aurora says she'll do it. Van Helsing goes out for a, a cigarette? And, like, during this, after she resets it, and it looks like they're going to have a moment, but Mina interrupts, saying the captain is needed in the rec room. Yeah, so so in the year 3000, religion is banned, but people are still allowed yep. to smoke. Cool. Leo. Oh, you. But uh, Professor has noticed a bite marks on 187's neck. And 187 then awakes with pink eyes? And fangs. And those are the best special effects yeah. in the movie, He by then the says, way. see you on the flip side, and tosses the professor into lockers and stomps on him repeatedly. Van Helsing tries to save the day, and, and he brawls with a, a shit-talking 187. <sighs> then Aurora shows up, and uh, he tells her, Aurora, baby, it's so nice to see you. Did I ever tell you how many times I see you in... Want to ejaculate all over your bazonkas? Of the times I stayed up late, high as a kite, in a non-gravitational atmosphere, while I stroked my anaconda and dreamed about your snow-white ass. Take one more step, and I'll blow your anaconda all over the ceiling. Then they have this, like, rhyming and counting thing fucking going on. What? Bet you that pussy sweet in the honey bun. <gasps> Two. When I'm through, I'm a passion to the crew. <sighs> Three. You might as well get down on your knees. Four. You're going to end up dead on the floor. Shoot him, Aurora. Five. Ain't none of y'all bitches getting out of here alive! She finally shoots him, then nothing happens, and she tosses her guns and runs for it, and then Humvee shows up. Abraham is helping the professor back in the wheelchair, and he says, It's after Aurora. He wants to kill her. But I believe he wants to titty fuck her first. It's the dialogue in this scene that makes me believe that there was no script for this movie. Like, there might have been, like, an outline. I'll believe that. I don't believe anyone would would write ejaculate on your bazongas. There's no way someone wrote that down in a script, and there's no way someone read it and said, yes, that's good improv dialogue. Improv master Coolio. I will deliver that. Master of improv. Oh, my God. And this whole this whole scene, by the way, like you said, that they, they set his leg on, on a pool table. What the fuck is this room? Because there is... It's like is a rec room, yeah. It's like, pool- What? Well, yeah, yeah, there's a rec room, but there's also like a set of lockers yeah. in this rec room. And you want to know what I want to experience when I'm playing pool? The smell of someone's ball sweat soaked underwear just feet away in a locker. What a wonderful experience that is. Hey, I'm in deep space. There's a jock strap right next to me. Hey, serve me a beer because there's a bar in there too. What the fuck? Whoever laid this ship out is an asshole. Do you think Udo played pool? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, we only see him doing one thing. He might be stapled to yeah, that chair. Uh, Coolio, worst vampire of all time. <sighs> He's pretty bad. <laughs> He's really I mean, we're not, bad. I'm not talking like, oh, this vampire just is stupid and sucks. 
he sucks as a vampire. Like, acting, like, it's just... Not that I would have expected that out of, you know, Coolio to win me over, but Jesus, this is horrible. He is super campy. Like, Frank Gorshin as the Riddler in the 60s yeah. Batman is less campy than Coolio. It's funny you mentioned that, that Coolio was in a Batman movie. Oh, my God. You're right. Worst Dracula movie and uh, the worst Bat... Well, wait, hang on. Was he in Batman and Robin ba- or was, was he Batman in Batman and Robin, I think. Okay, so yes. So the worst Batman movie and probably the worst... Oh, Dracula you can crown movie. it. You can... I, you might want to... I mean, you might be able to crown this thing right away. Like, I... If you've seen a worse Dracula movie that's been released to the public... I'm not talking about a fucking home movie. We want to know. Talking about Let us know. Ne- yeah. I'm not talking about your nephew that made one in his backyard. I want to know if there's a, someone's released a worse movie than this for Dracula. In the coffin room, it's now foggy, and 187's like prancing around, and then this dark figure gets his attention, and he bows to it, and it's... Orlock! Yeah, Count Orlock. So, in the movie Dracula 3000, there is zero Dracula. There's a guy in a party Yes! Dracula yes, I was going to say, it's like, he's dressed like the uh, like a father on a sitcom in the Halloween episode. Oh my god, you're right. John Carradine as, as Dracula... Wearing a top hat in the old west is scarier than this guy. Yeah, it is. Oh man, yeah, he's he's party. He's right from the Party City commercial. The vampires from Party City commercials are more like, intimidating. He doesn't have any like makeup guy. on either, right? It's just I got the cape. And, it, and his hair That's is right. slicked That's back. Right. Uh, yeah, Orlock commands one eight seven to surprise kill all of the people. Seems kind of silly. I mean, you, d- does Dracula know how to pilot this ship? He wants to make it back to yeah. Earth, right? So Abraham and Humvee are teamed up, and Humvee is in disbelief about 187. Don't know why. Uh, they're, they're, homies. they're homies. He says it because that's how black people right. talk. Meanwhile, Aurora bumps into Orlock, and he tells her he needs blood. And he goes to bite her, right? And then Mina is helping the professor, and then she gets stolen away behind a vaulted door. Yeah. What the yeah. hell happened? Just joint? She's just like, yeah, exactly. It's like a vaudeville hook just got her and just pulled her out of the room. We don't see what the what happened to her. Why she got yanked out of the room at all? And- like I guess there was like a. A gust of wind or a bulkhead got exposed. That would make some kind of fucking sense. No, she just goes flying out of the room backwards. Aurora shows up in front of Abraham and Humvee, and they fire before she shouts, and he's like, I didn't know it was your ass. She says she saw him, quote-unquote, and the professor sits staring at the door Mina went through with a gun pointed at it, and then he opens it, and he unloads, and it's Van Helsing, and that's like the second accidental firing we had in under a minute at somebody. I, I don't understand how Van Helsing and, and Humvee immediately understand what she means when she says, I found him. I'd be like, found. Well, they, they, they even say, found 187. No, I found him. You didn't ask enough questions, yes. boys. What the fuck does him mean? Did you. Wait, 
him who is known as he? Did you find God on the ship? Well, close. Aurora tells him about Orlock and his planet's dead uh, wasteland, and he's the last of his kind, and then she tells him about vampires. Transylvania is a planet in the remote Carpathian system. It's, um... It's a planet of vampires. Vampires? So what the hell is a vampire? It's sort of like a man, only far more evil, if you can imagine that. Uh, they apparently woke this guy up, and he's hungry. And he's also eager to gab about his entire yes. history. Let me tell you about myself. <laughs> exactly. It's like a fucking if, dick cabin. If I'm going to have you all two. killed, you might as well know where I come from. She won't <laughs> explain to them how she got away from him without being bit. And they check her for bite marks. Van Helsing has her tied up with Humvee standing watch. So he goes investigating the ship and they see Orlock fleeing. And Humvee and Aurora get into an argument about whether she was bit or not. And suddenly the ship begins moving again. And the professor is looking through the computer log and finds an ancestor of Abraham, the original Van Helsing, thinking Orlock is after him in a big old revenge game. Because no, so no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. But no, but this is just an, an incredible coincidence. That is all it is. Because that doesn't make that wouldn't make any fuck. Uh, no, you're right. I mean, there's no explanation other for it other than no. Like, we're just gonna have the Demeter float out here, and I assume, I assume, <laughs> the great great. great well, this is three thousand. Beyond even yeah. having a percent of his genetics in him is going to come by here in deep space rather than being proactive and going after somebody i will wait till the year 3000 and help he randomly stumbles upon the demeter which i have only Even just recently taken years before 50, 50 years, years before because it was like 1870 something that they had the original van helsing's date on there so no fuck you not happening uh, what is happening is 187 comes knocking on the rec room door, and then dumbass Humvee, like, falls for it. He's like, hey, man, let me in. And it gets thrown across the room. So he's so, so he's smart enough not to untie Aurora because he thinks that she could be a vampire. But he knows that 187, he knows he is a vampire and still opens the door for him. <laughs> I have zero sympathy for him and, at you know, all. How boring as fuck is this movie's like set and design? There's the coffin room, there's this rec room, and then there's this nothing control room, and one corridor that they try to pass is like ninety of them. It's just oh, yeah. we never even see the uh, the interior of the mother three. The only time we see anything in top inside that ship is at the very very beginning. It's a close of the up movie. of like a, a monitor. Well, well, and it's, it, yeah, it's an extreme yeah. close-up of him and the professor, and there's just, like, a lit wall next to them. And that is it. That is it. That's all you yeah. see of that they, fucking They just shit. run back and forth from two rooms, basically, in this movie. Like, yeah, Casper Dan is uh, like, oh, I'm going to go out and investigate. No, you're just walking back to the car. You're just, you're taking fucking, like, laps. Yeah, the, there, there is the navigation room, 
There is the rec room with the sweaty lockers, and there is the mm-hmm. coffin room. And all the like, this is like a German diesel plant or so. I don't know what which the, the hell coffin it is. room is. Probably it's just some... one of the rooms with just like the stuff cleared out of the way and coffins on the floor. It could be. It absolutely sure. Why not? Fuck it. Well, no, because that would that would mean extra work. They're not going to tear down a set and put other stuff in there. This was just, hey, we have this many coffins. There's enough room here to fit this many coffins in there. That's where the coffins go. Oh, so Van Helsing hears this from you know one of those other rooms, and he leaves the pro- oh he's in the navigation room, and he leaves the professor by himself again. And Humphy and One Eight Seven get locked up. Abe shows up with a gun and fires on him, and 187 takes the gun and talks about how Grady, Grady feels. He hands back the gun and has himself sh- get shot again. And while he boasts, a pool stick is shoved through him by Humvee, and he dies. And as he dies, he says, I'm fucking believable. Again, more of that dialogue that I do not believe right. anyone wrote. Uh, Aurora begs to be untied. She then reveals that she is a Proteus four. That works for the NWC, uh, basically a narc surveying the crew for four moon cycles, apparently. And, and then Abraham tells Humvee he can untie then. Those three return to the control room to find the professor hiding. And they find that they can kill Orlock by flying toward two suns, was it? Yes. Yeah, there was, there's two suns close by because none of them know anything about mm-hmm. vampires. Because Neither apparently does the people who made the movie. Vampire. Exactly. Somehow, through uh, an exposition machine, the professor (laughs) finds out how to kill vampires. Uh, While searching for pool cues and wandering the ship back to the coffin room, Abraham and Aurora have a talk about emotion and debate if their relationship was casual. And they start opening each coffin, hoping to find Orlock and stab him with a pool cue. But one of the coffins has Mina in it, and Aurora struggles to kill her, so Abraham just takes the cue and does it. Uh, Orlock shows up, Van Helsing sends Aurora to go get Humvee, and then Abraham and Orlock have a showdown where he proclaims that he's a Van Helsing! And <laughs> Aurora tries to get Humvee to help, but he, like, won't do it because he thinks she's coolioing him. Well, the, the, the scene he won't even, with He won't uh, open the Orlock, door. Like, the scene with Orlock and... Van Helsing doesn't make any damn sense because it's been established that Count Orlock comes from planet Transylvania that's apparently a planet of vampires, mm-hmm. right? That's what we understand? Yeah. Okay, great. Casper Van Dien's character is a descendant of Van Helsing who was from Earth, yeah. right? Yeah. Great. But, but, but Dracula so, was from Earth. So, so that's... Or, what Was he? If he's out for revenge... Oh, uh, well, okay, okay, great. He, so at some point, he left Earth, conveniently went to a planet of vampires, and then came back? How did, that isn't, that isn't fucking washed for me. Did he leave that uh, that planet originally, and then come, then he came to Earth as a vampire? I don't. None of it makes any fucking sense to me. Or right, do we assume that there was a, uh, a ship that went on water called the Demeter, and now there's a spaceship in space called the Demeter as well? Yeah. I mean, like... Did Dracula get to name you, the you ship? Can't ha- 
He's like, ah. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, that was a hell of a meal I had. So I'll name this ship right. after that. He doesn't believe. So the captain, he gets bitten by Orlock and becomes a vampire. And he attacks Humvee and Aurora as Humvee decided to come see what's going on. And Aurora takes the stick out of Mina to stab Abraham. But now Mina is back to life. But a cross is used to ward her off as Humvee pins the bitch, quote unquote, with a pool stick. But it didn't kill her the first time, so I don't well, know why I think, it would do I think would it killed it her, time. but once you remove it, they come back to life. So it's just like, it freezes them? Hey, Dracula so 3000 like, uh, makes all the rules. So it's like uh, the cheerleader from uh, from Heroes. Yeah. <laughs> if a big piece of wood in the back of, their, back of her head, she's dead. But once you pull it out, she immediately starts right. to heal. She's a vampire. <laughs> Humvee and Aurora return to the control navigation room, control room, and find the professor leaned over, and Aurora just stabs him repeatedly with a cross, and he was a vampire and he's dead, and Humvee says, how did you know? She goes, I didn't. Orlock then comes for them, but they shut his arm in a door and they break it off, and then he says, if I've told you once, I've told you twice, always put out the do not disturb sign. More, more of that unwritten. Make dialogue. me a shirt with uh, that on there. Yeah. By the way, when they slam off uh, Orlock's hand, it's clearly his left right. hand, right? That hand that lands on the other side of the door—that's a right hand. They couldn't even get. They're probably using someone else's prop, or they shot I, I that. They, they shot they, one of them first. Or I don't know. They were shot. They, they shot the scenes of him reaching in first, and then went back. It's like, oh, dude, you made a left hand. Damn it! We're out of money. Oh, we gotta we're use out it. of money. This is the last we see of Count yep, Orlock. He runs off in the movie. Humvee deduces like they show him like wandering like the halls, like pissed for a little bit, and then like Humvee deduces that they'll reach the sun in twelve hours, and neither of them knows how to pilot the ship. So they take solace in the fact that they'll you know, die stopping Count Orlock from achieving his quote-unquote plan, which was kill them all. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. So, so he does win. You know, I mean, one way or another, he does win. Yeah. Uh, Aurora tells him that she wasn't always a narc, that she was a pleasure bot beforehand, and he cries. I've heard of those. I ain't never had no credits. So she offers herself up for him, and he picks her up as they head to go fuck. But he delivers the best line in the movie, oh, yeah? Brandon. He says, Bingo, must be in the front row. Ain't got to tell me twice. Come on, girl. What the fuck? What? What the fuck is that? She tells him, I'm a pleasure bot. Hey, let's screw, because neither one of us can figure out how to pilot a ship in 12 hours. There's no way there's a manual or just anything that'll help aid us. So, <laughs> hey, let's screw. Bingo must be the front room. What the fuck is bingo must be the Why front room just, mean, Brandon? They, they never passed a bedroom. Why didn't they? Do, they had the pool table. I mean, they just. She's a pleasure bot. She's not gonna feel right. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know why they would start treating women well in the movie now. It's like, oh, I want her to be comfortable. Like, no, th- this whole movie, we really haven't touched on it that much. 
But so much of the dialogue in this movie, especially from uh, from Tiny Lister, is to belittle yeah. women. The whole fucking movie. Uh, there was one line. It wasn't from him. But it was from from Casper Van Dien. He says to uh, to Aurora, "If you want to be like a captain, you get to learn how to handle like the men." Like, fuck you. Where do you yeah. get off? I, I know you're the captain, but fuck you, dude. And then. And everything like they just, just they just really insult her intelligence through the entire movie, yeah. and then it, and then it ends with her saying, "Hey, let's screw." Oh, and also when she said that she's a pleasure butt, she wiggles her right. eyebrows, and they treat her like in this movie like this is they, they treat her like they got like uh, like under siege Baywatch Erica Alaniac to do this. We do get one more special appearance from Udo Kier, who says he's going to sacrifice his ship, and then it blows up. Yeah, that's it. It's it's bingo must be the front room. Then there's that video of Udo Kier saying, so, talking about sacrifice. The slowest yeah. self-destruct sequence of all time? It took 50 years? <laughs> yeah! I mean, what the... Brandon, was there any point in the movie that you recall where... Udo Kier said that he had started a self-destruct I, At sequence. the beginning of the movie, there was there okay. was a something going on in the background, and I heard the words self-destruct for like like a female like self-destruct sequence and it's like stuff like that. And then yeah, they find a corpse in this movie holding a cross, which I'm assuming was Udo Kier. Sure, could be. There was no other p- person shown. Apparently, there was a ton of know. bodies on the ship. We see none of them. Yeah, fifty years isn't enough for a for a body to decompose when there's nothing to decompose it. You know, there, there's no bugs, the, 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 there's no dirt, there's just the natural bacteria that's on like Warlock, our bodies. Like, ate I don't them. think that's enough to he break must just, down. Like, ate them for fifty years. I, Bone, bones, bones. Yeah, I mean because otherwise uh, he would have been dead from Count Orlock, right? right? I. Yeah, well, he locked himself in a room, and Orlock just never got in there. I, and then he kind of turned to sand or or something. I don't know. Like, like, here here's a question, Brandon. Why were there so many damn coffins? Uh, oh, well, he's the only one. He's the only well, vampire the in the Dracula lore. Dracula had a bunch of coffins, but they had dirt in them because they had the soil from Transylvania, and that. That would they never fucking explain that in this movie, but that he, they were the soil from his basement in his in Transylvania, which helped. See, that would have been that would have been nice if when Orlock delivered his entire history to Aurora, which which I still don't. Why did he do that? Like once he realized that she wasn't human, he's like, well, while you're here, here's a little bit about me. I don't understand why he would say any of no, that to her it at just, all. I, see, I thought I thought that sand was I thought that was Count Orlock. That's what I thought it was. I thought like once Coolio bl- hit uh, his blood hit the sand, then it formed Orlock. Makes sense. That would have yeah, that would have made some kind of sense. But what you said, like, like where the fuck was Orlock this whole time? Hanging then? out, like, <laughs> just just waiting. Yeah. Well, they, oh, like, and this movie just like. It doesn't end. It just runs out of money Stops. or is just tired of being present. Like, there, there's... Yeah. It's like, I, what conclusion do we have here? Like... 
it's shocking. Like like once Count Orlock's hand gets cut off, there's what four minutes of the movie left, and you're sitting there. How can this possibly end? There's no way you could give me 50 years. I would never have guessed that's how the movie ends because there's no indication the fucking thing is gonna blow up. <laughs> like. If there was a self-destruct sequence 50 years ago, it would have happened by now. Like, starting it up, if they had started the ship back up and got it moving again, then a countdown clock would start. Okay, cool. I'm on board. At any point during the course of this movie that plods along, they could have said, hey, what's this clock counting down to? They could have made any effort to say there's a self-destruct sequence. Instead, it's bingo must be the front room. Udo Kier, kablooey! Credits. Well, hey, hey, maybe we know. Maybe we now know how long it takes to count down from infinity. Fifty years. I guess we do. Fifty years. Fifty years. And the and the credits start mid explosion. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like credits. So, so it's not even like a like it explodes the ship explodes it freezes but the sound of the explosion continues as credits just pop up over right. that explosion oh, oh my god there's, a, there's like a song too right with the credits oh it, yeah there, there's music it's more shitty generic music I my I, I told my wife about this movie and you know, and I told her like Casper Van Dien and Coolio are in this movie, and she's like, "Well, I gotta fucking watch this." Uh, about forty minutes in, she went to sleep, and I don't mean that she fell asleep. I mean that she turned away from the television, like laid on the couch and put a blanket over her. She was fucking done. She's like, "I'm done with this movie," and went to sleep. I, I had like I had the reverse, and it was I had like late. the. Re- it I had the reverse. Late. My wife was asleep when I started the movie and then woke up. She woke up somewhere in the final like 20 minutes and was like wide awake watching it. And I was like, wait, are you awake right now? She's like, yeah. Just, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm really, really sorry. She didn't file no, for the right? Still, okay, still well, talking then... things over about this. but. <laughs> well, if your marriage can withstand Dracula 3000, it can withstand yes. anything. What are you waiting for? You've only got a couple hours till the end of your world, and I'm off the clock. Now comes the point, like every episode, where we rate the film we just watched. As we are cult cinema cavalcade, we keep things nice and culty. Our options are stay with your family, which means you're Udo Kiering and just hanging out, staying on your ship with the video. Converted, which means you'd be alright with ejaculating all over Erica Laniac's bazongas. Or... Drink of the Kool-Aid, which means bingo, front room. Cullen, how do you rate Dracula 3000? Well, Brandon, this is at least my second time watching this film. Um, Both times voluntary. Uh, I thought this would make a good movie for the show. Uh, It's everything I remember it being. Uh, I get to enjoy some of the witty dialogue tiny lister saying to casper van dien uh sure as my package is thicker than yours more evidence that uh, no one wrote this movie <laughs> oh yeah and, and there's also some of the marvelous sexism where uh tiny lister says to uh uh aurora raise your hand if you want to talk 
just just shocking that this was in 2004 and women were still treated that way. I mean, they were still weren't paid as much as men because that'll just never happen because that's the world we live in. But I figured that uh, maybe you couldn't talk down the women right. as much. That would have been a nice treat. That would have been a nice little, uh, sorry we, we, that women are treated equally even in the year 3000. Oh, jeez. Anyway. It's a God. Folks, according to this movie, religion was banned before women were treated equally. That's how bad things are. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I, I, I know you're going to say differently. Uh, we, we have not discussed our ratings, but I, I'm converted on this. It is, it is just so shockingly bad. And it's, it's honestly not that long. It's about an hour and a half. And after watching some other movies, uh, like, like King Kong, our last episode, I would rather watch this again than King Kong. Uh, so, Brandon, how do you rate Dracula 3000? I, I will say I, I have had a lot of fun discussing Dracula 3000. But I am staying with my family for sure. I, I hated every second of this almost. There's some stupid dialogue. It's just not stupid enough for me. It's short, but it felt like an eternity for me. It's just boring set design, shooting. Like, there's nowhere to go in this movie. They're trapped. There's this big spaceship that feels like two two rooms. I I don't know. I, I, I couldn't I struggled to enjoy this. I... Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I I would much rather watch last week's King Kong than this. I and I was bored with that one. Yeah, I oh I could not get I. This was fun, fun to talk about. You're right. No, it was a, it was a good pick, but man, I had I had to sit through something to get to here. But uh, no, I I will stay with my family. Listen to this episode. If you're thinking about watching this movie, uh, listen to this episode, and. Uh, or listen to this episode again. Give us some multiple listens, I guess. But uh, yeah, I I can't I can't recommend this at all. I just oh, and I'm not I'm not a Casper Van Dien fan, and this did not help. If if you're a fan of people wearing pleather, uh, man, check <laughs> it out because there's a lot of pl- there's a lot of pleather vest in this movie. Hey, uh, yeah. uh, uh, Brandon, do you know why there were sometimes in this movie? where our, our, our main characters were running from the count. And then inexplicably, the camera would cut to the coffins and the coffin would just, the lid would just burst. It would explode and fly up in the air. Then it would cut back to the people like running. What would you say was happening during I that part? I would say they either wanted to make something seem like it was bigger than it was or they were missing coverage. And then they thought blowing the top off a coffin was cool. And then they're like, hey, we could put one here. We need to make it feel like they're running down multiple hallways. It happens a couple of times in the movie. And I could not, for the life of me, figure out what the fuck was going on. Because they're running from him. Yeah. So he's nowhere near these coffins. Just like he just kept a hot dog in the microwave for (laughs) too long. and, And it just explodes. What happened? What, what's happened? That was another thing that made, made me believe. Oh, there's there's more vampires on this ship. But but no, it's just. Where are know. these other people that Udo Kier was so like upset were dying? 
It shouldn't he like turned more like yeah. comp- like what happened to Dracula's wives? Dracula's like supposed to have these like wives, these these vampire women that he keeps around. Like that's why fly- this guy flies you know, solo. They didn't have enough money for the for casting. Like, <laughs> well, you know, uh, Count Orlock. He he's he's a known poon hound, and you know he just likes he just likes to keep it loose. You know he likes to keep yeah. his options open. So you know, he was he was hoping to meet. Of Van Helsing's descendant, okay. and also a pleasure bot. And you know what? He did it. He accomplished it. Well done, you sneaky son of a bitch! <laughs> in your complicated plans, kill to... them all. <laughs> Seems to me that's a little impatient. Why wouldn't he just wait to get to the fucking Earth, and then when he's there, he's like, "Look, I've got the whole planet I can fucking eat." No, no, I have to eat these six people. One of whom I can't eat because they're a pleasure buy. Even if he ate the rest of the crew, he'd still have to get Did he try eat. to eat the pleasure bot? Or did she just go, hey, by the way, robot, and then show him proof? Because, like, <laughs> there would at least be markings from an attempt, right? Well, I don't know the anatomy of a pleasure bot, Brandon. So maybe not. You know, I, 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 those things are going to get used. And you know how it is when you buy a car that's used. You don't want one with a bunch of scuff marks on it. And I imagine you just a don't, you just the don't same go way. sticking your dick right in the gas tank. You have to. <laughs> you gotta check it out. You gotta inspect it. But maybe these pleasure bites—they're designed with some kind of anti-scratch coating or something. I don't know. It's the year three thousand. <laughs> you wish to please me? Yes. Your wish is my command. <laughs> On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we've gone from King Kong to Dracula, you know, iconic movie monsters, and now we'll be doing Deathbed, the bed that eats, from 1977. And climbing under the sheets with us for some death will be comedian and host of the Bob and Tom Show, Josh Arnold. Very excited to have him on. Thank you for tuning in, as always. And we appreciate your feedback and comments, like we said. Uh, this was one done by request. Now, we are not, we don't guarantee we'll do it, like, right up and right away, but it, we take note. They're in there. And then when it comes to time, it comes to time. We're, we're feelers. Feel how it goes and feel each other. Uh, this episode has come to an end. We look forward to next time. But first, stay tuned for the trailer to Deathbed, the bed that eats. The trailer that actually trails.
cult cinema cavalcade you can find more of cullen's work on the creative zombie studios network and on twitter at my name is cullen you can find more of brandon's work at whysoblue.com and on twitter at bt peters podcast produced by brad shoemaker edited by brandon narration by becky theme song pink baby by happy elf found on the freemusicarchive.org network. The movie in today's discussion is property of its respective studio and no infringement is intended. Please remember to leave us an iTunes rating and review. Join us again in two weeks for the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. Bingo must be in the front row. Ain't got to tell me twice. Come on, girl.